It's Becca. And this is Ryan. And welcome to Creepology. Hello? Hello? Oh my god, hi. Okay, it's working. (laughs) Cool. Well, Becca, how are you? I am good. Um, if I sound a little bit raspier than normal, it's because I lost my voice over the weekend. Um, I got together with some family and we went to go see some live music uh, at this really divey bar um, where we were at. And it was it was a lot of fun. It was all just like 90s alternative. It was so much fun. And we're allowed to great. do that now. So nature's healing. Yes. Finally. Nature is healing. We can scream at bars. We can get dance on tables. Like the ba- dance on tables. I did not dance on a table, and I don't regret not doing so <laughs> because the tables are very wobbly. Um, but the band was called the Spice Boys with the Z, and I'm a big fan. That's cute. Big fan of That's them. That's cute. Yeah. Well, it is Pride Month, and in honor of Pride, I am going back into the closet to record episodes going forward. So, seems appropriate. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was a that was a gay joke for anyone that didn't listen to that. <laughs> I, we both have those like fancy little podcast arms now, though. So, yes, back in the closet, but moving in the right direction. No, I don't know. <laughs> um. Mm. Back in the closet with pros and cons. Uh, yeah, there's there's pros and cons of being back in the closet. I am not in the closet, however, I do have an arm, so that's fun. Um, and Ryan recently celebrated a little birthday. I have never been one to be like, oh, I'm getting older, but like, I, I remember the other day someone asked me, they were like, oh, how old are you turning? And I'm like, oh, 22. And I was like, wait. That's incorrect. I am That's disgusting. 25. I am archaic. Yeah. I'm a relic. You're not. Decrepit. You're younger than me. It's, you don't know what you're talking I, about. Um, I'm younger than you by less than a month. So <laughs> let's calm down. Let's calm down with that. Although Ryan and I are both Geminis. Uh, we are a Gemini podcast. He is a he. However, is a May Gemini, which a, I've heard are different. I'm a cusp baby. I'm I'm right you're in between Taurus and Gemini. I am a dead-ass Gemini. Um, I identify as a Gemini through and through. Um, although, t- I typically don't like call myself two-faced. However, I have uh, come to learn the joy Just wait till people get to being... know you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. Um, however, I have found that being a Gemini helps me um, switch how I act in public and different social settings. I have always called myself a chameleon. Um, and so I feel that my star alignment helps with that, but you know, that's just me. Um, so Ryan had a birthday last week. Um, no, two weeks, two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks ago, as of recording, we took some self care time. We're a big self care enthusiast podcast. Um, and then my birthday is in two weeks, so we'll be, we'll be doing some celebrations and I love, I love being a pride month baby. I love being a Gemini. Um, pride month is so much fun. I had a really good day today at work. 
the kids at work today asked me to do a group on gender identity um, and what that means and the gender spectrum. And it was really, really fun. That's really um, important. I, always, I feel like I like it. Yeah. It's, I'm glad to hear that kids are asking about that kind of stuff. Like that's. that's oh, cool. yeah. Yeah. Like I, I walked in this morning and they were immediately like, Becca, Becca, can you do the gender unicorn group? Like it's Pride Month. Like we got to talk about the gender unicorn. Um, and, you know, for those of you that don't know, the gender unicorn is how we in the field and how, you know, those that are allies, those that are in the LGBTQ community themselves, the gender unicorn is how we can talk about and represent our gender identity, our gender expression, our um, sex assigned at birth, as well as our emotional and physical attractions to people. Um, and it's really cool, super informative. There's a lot of really cool things you can do with it. I highly, highly suggest that, you know, if you have questions about it, if somebody you know has questions about it, to please, um, you know, look it up and educate yourself. It's wonderful. Um, and yeah, it's, it was just, it was a real, it was a really fun day. Definitely fun day. Awesome. Yeah. So let's segue into our question of the day. I have a correction actually to make on a previous episode. Oh yes. Oh, okay. It was our okay. um, Catherine Knight episode. She leaves her baby, Melissa Ann, on train tracks, and I said I would come back to say what happens to the baby, and I never did. <laughs> My sister texted me the other day, and she was like, "Did the baby just die?" So no. <laughs> G- going back to that episode, an old man found the baby still like minutes before the train came and was able to rescue it. So baby's all good. That's the only thing I'll say. On that. Uh, is the is the baby all well, good? Well, I mean, the mom's away from it, so people will have to listen to the yeah. episode to figure out all about that. But yes, I just I can't I can't imagine one day being like, "Honey, let me tell you the story of how I found you." <laughs> it all started when my mom left me on the train tracks. Hi, I'm Ryan, and my life is kind of crazy. <laughs> That was a TikTok. Very that though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what's our question of the day, Ryan? Our question of the day, which this is one from one of your dear old hosts, myself. I, I had a headache earlier, so I took some ibuprofen, Advil if you're bougie. And now they're switching from, because it used to be the little circle orange pills that tasted like sugary. Now they're switching to those really pretty like liquid gel capsule blue ones and so my question is which do you prefer do you like the little sugar-coated ones that taste like candy or do you like the new the nouveau turquoise liquid gels better so i find which this is an awesome topic of conversation (laughs) um i find that the liquid gels are easier to consume um, and fun fact for my fellow acne sufferers, having the Advil liquid gels around can be very handy in a pinch for, um, reducing the size of a zit and for killing a zit. Oh, I have heard um, that. So you take a safety pin or a thumbtack and you poke it and then you take whatever is inside. You mix it with a little bit of moisturizer and you put it on a zit. Um, I'm not a dermatologist. I, you know, I don't, I don't do it but your own in risk. a pinch. Do at your own risk. In a pinch, it's been helpful. Listen, when you do Accutane and all the other stuff that I've done to my face, 
at that point, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I probably go for the liquid gels. Honestly, though, whatever is cheaper, if I'm being honest. That's fair. I, I'm of two minds on it. Caveman brain is like, oh, shiny, colorful object, go for the liquid gel. But then colonizer brain is, oh, sugar. So it's hard to pick. I'll take either. I, it's like one of those, you know, those memes that are like hard to swallow pills. It's like one or the other hard to swallow pills. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both great. So like, yeah, I don't know. It's just whatever yeah. I have. I'm sorry for the jokes, guys. Ryan and I haven't talked in like a week and a half, so we're just getting out all the jokes. Uh, and now. also, like, totally recognize this is a lame question of the day, but I was so curious earlier because I was like, Advil, why did they change? What? <laughs> why have they done this to me? Advil, what is different? Why has this happened? Talk about conspiracy <laughs> theories. What's up with Advil? What's up with Advil? Well, I mean,. There were those, like, Tylenol murders that happened. That is banana. That's the reason we have safety seals on medicine is because someone was going around yeah. and slipping cyanide capsules in, like, Tylenol bottles. It was, like, ten bottles, too. And, like, nobody talks about what, what happened to those other families that just so happened to get the bottle of cyanide. Right. Well, no, it was, like, he would open bottles and, like, slip a pill of cyanide in, like, random bottle. It wasn't, like, the whole thing was cyanide. No, yeah. Just, like, random ones, which, like... It's like one of these things oh, you got is a not headache. like the other now people. you're dead like, look at look at the pills a little closer before you just like down the hatch them i guess but whatever well that's the thing about cyanide though is that cyanide listen guys we're not talking about the tylenol murders but cyanide like doesn't i think the only thing is that doesn't it smell and taste like almond extract isn't that the thing with cyanide yeah you know i actually eat cyanide regularly and i can confirm do you yeah, can confirm. No, I swear, I actually think I learned that in, like, one of, like, so I've been, like, obsessed with the X-Files lately. Um, so I, uh, I swear, the, <laughs> the NSA has got to be watching me because some of the stuff that I Google, I was right. Cyanide is sometimes is being described as having a, quote, bitter almond smell and taste. I was right. So, if you're taking pills and it smells like off almonds, don't don't take don't that. take it. Don't mess don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. But I mean, speaking of conspiracies, Ryan. Oh, you just segued that. Okay. I did. Great. I did. He goes he goes, "Becca, I don't know how we're going to I don't know how we're going to segue, but I mean, you you set it up for me though. Like you you like you lofted it and I alley-ooped it. Like you started me." You know what that means, Becca? We're just a great team. We're just a really good, Ryan, I think I really love our huddles. We're just a really good team. <laughs> Can I just say that I personally am really tired of the phrase huddle? Can we have a huddle? No. I, like, literally no. half of the meetings on my work calendars are, like, team huddle, and I'm like, mm, no, thank you. <laughs> Skip. Thank you. Thank you. Can we call it something besides a huddle because we're not a football team? Or a stand-up? Just call it a meeting. Or call it a happy my hour. I might show up. <laughs> Right, yeah. My uh my manager tried to call them pods for a while That's and the I'm new like thing. I am not like I'm not a green bean. Like I'm not no, a whale. I'm not Well I'm not a whale <laughs> Depends on how Shut skinny up, I'm Ryan. feeling. <laughs> As well my second glass of wine of the day. It's fine. <laughs> After I just ate like three helpings of Chinese food. 
Listen, there's hey. nothing wrong with three helpings of... Honestly, every once in a while, you just need to eat three helpings of Chinese food. Let's be real. Okay. But anyway, so, speaking of conspiracy yeah. theories, Becca, have you heard of a little thing called the Denver Airport? Actually, it rings a bell. It does. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. Because our topic wow. today is the Denver Airport. That's crazy, honestly. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, if if you guys are anything like us and are on social media, unfortunately, but also fortunately, um, for me recently, I've been seeing a lot of stuff and a lot of um, folks in the Twitter sphere talk about the Denver airport. Which, for some reason, uh, for many reasons, actually, that we're going to be discussing this evening, um, there are many theories as to what goes on at the Denver airport. Um, And you're wondering, like, Becca, Ryan, why would people be questioning what happens in an airport? Don't airplanes just come in and out of it? Well, you'd be surprised. A lot of interesting, weird things happen or are seen at this airport But it also doesn't really help that people who work at the airport and for the TSA and the CEOs and all of these like really high up people that work for this airport, they fuel this theory. They fuel all the theories like they think it's a joke. They think it's funny. They talk about it. Honestly, it is kind of funny. Um, But when I was doing my research for this episode, I read somewhere that the airport actually hosted a conspiracy museum that was like. That was detailing all of the different conspiracies that like are in rumors and stuff. Oh, I just keep, I keep knocking this arm thing. I'm not used to it. Um, that they just like, they compiled all the rumors, all the conspiracies about this airport and displayed them in like a little museum at the airport. And honestly, it was kind of clever and very That's cute. That's so funny. It's, it's like, it, it's yeah. like those stories where the, the girlfriend finds out her boyfriend's cheating on her. So she like creates the binders of all the screenshots and stuff and just hands it to him. Oh, I would do that. I would would wallpaper. I would wallpaper his bedroom if I ever found out that my man was cheating on me. I could not imagine. That would, I mean, those that know me know that would not go over very well. Um, And my my man knows it too. So uh, moving (laughs) on. Andy, if you're listening. (laughs) um, Yeah, he's, uh, no, he, he, he listens. He's good. He's good. Uh, He already knows that there's like a line of people that would do something if he ever cheated on me. So, um, so, like I said, the Denver airport was built as a replacement for the Stapleton Airport, which was near the city of Denver, Colorado, in 1995. The Denver International Airport, um, or we're going to be calling it DIA, or just the Denver Airport, um, has frequently been a hub for creepy conspiracies. I actually was talking to my dad about this episode while I was home for Memorial Day, And he had talked about remembering that it was all over the news about why on earth it was taking so long for this airport to be built, as well as why it was so expensive. Because when they were building this airport, obviously how much they're spending is public record. They were millions of dollars over budget when they were building this airport. They doubled their original estimated budget. Right. And for the folks that have been near the Denver airport... You will remember that there is an access road that takes you straight to the airport from the city. 
And you'll also notice how weirdly far away from the city it is compared to a lot of other cities that have an airport close. So, like, I'm even thinking of, like, Chicago, where O'Hare is, I mean, it's, it's about a half hour, like, depending on how you get there. It can take you a half hour to get there. But also, the sheer landmass of this airport is crazy. It's the largest it's airport very, very... in North America. And I think it, I yeah. believe it's the second largest in the world. I honestly wouldn't be able to tell you which one's bigger. Um, I would think LAX, but LAX is also in, I mean, I could, I could be totally wrong. Um, I don't know what the largest airport in the world is. I'm sure Ryan's probably Googling at the moment, but it's not, it's a European one. It's not, well, it's a European one. It's not LAX. No, Um, the largest, I don't know why LA, the largest American one is this one. It's Denver. It is this one. Okay. Yeah. LA is in North America. I'm sorry. I just had a little brain fart. Um, but so what my, yeah, I said LA. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) My God, I'm so sorry. I just had a, I had a blonde moment. Um, so when I was talking to my dad about this, he, he kept talking about how he remembered in the newspapers and, you know, the, the magazines and all this stuff talking about the Denver airport and how like state of the art, innovative, huge over budget. And the reason why they built it so far away from Denver itself was because the city itself was hoping that the infrastructure would expand and that the city would get bigger. And it definitely did get bigger, but it did not grow to the size that, you know, was originally anticipated. Um, probably because of like mountains or something. I'm honestly, I'm not really well, sure. So I, I don't know if you're going to get to any of this, but there's, I also saw a lot about the Stapleton airport and people were like, Oh, there was no need to replace the Stapleton airport. Like why did they go building this huge like go about building this like massive new airport. Um, so a couple things there is the Stapleton airport was not equipped really, which is amazing. Cause like it was built in Denver, but like it wasn't very well equipped to deal with snow. So it was like constantly getting shut down so they could like clear off runways and like keep it safe um, yeah. for planes. That is another reason why the Denver airport was built so far away is because I guess it's location although still close to the city of Denver-ish, is more conducive for, like, snow clearing and stuff like that. Like, it doesn't get hit as bad. Yeah. Um, And that's also one of the reasons why it was so expensive, is, like, they had to buy all this infrastructure to, like, prepare and, like, ensure snow wasn't, like, a continual issue. Or they went over budget to build secret doors, secret tunnels, <laughs> bunkers and all this crazy stuff including creepy artwork sculptures all like like it's it's there's a lot that plays into this and honestly it's kind of funny how um like how they all play into each other and how like so many high up officials that work for this airport talk about it um but there have always been questions. There's always been people that have speculated about what goes on at the Denver airport. And so we're going to go through um, a couple of theories and a couple of things that people have noticed about the airport and what they could potentially mean, what officials that work for the airport have talked about, as well as just, you know, Ryan and I love a good conspiracy. And so we love to to think through it and think of the weirdest possible things. And trust me, I have been doing that today. And for me, what's so fun about um, this one is, like, like you said, a lot of the officials and workers at the airport are like, oh, nothing mysterious is going on here. Wink. Like, 
Right. <laughs> They're totally playing into yeah. it. So it's like, is something happening? Is it just like a publicity thing? Like, who knows? Right, exactly. Um, so the first theory, and this was one that I found in a whole bunch of articles. A lot of the research that I found actually was um, from an article that was written for um, like Traveler's Digest. Um, and it's a, a dude that travels a lot, interviews a lot of people that are involved in the traveling industry. Um, and the first one is that the Denver airport was built by the New World Order. This is one of the most persistent theories surrounding this gigantic, expansive airport. The New World Order is actually tied to Nazism. And this theory even goes as far as to say that the airport's runways are built to resemble a swastika from above. However, there is no proof of this. And if you really look at a bird's eye view, you have to do a lot of mental gymnastics to make it look like a swastika. At first glance, it looks like a swastika. I can't lie. Like, it's creepy the way that it looks. And we'll, and we'll post photos. But I can see Ryan's face right now as he's looking at it. And well, no, I looked at it earlier and I was like, oh, that's a swastika. Like, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's creepy as fuck. Sorry. I've been told that I should stop saying the F word. Um, by, by my, my family got sassy with me. Uh, shout out to my, shout out to my lovely aunt in Cincinnati. She was like, the F words hurt my ears. So I'm really going to try not to say the F word a bunch. Um, but the, the swastika, it, that is, that, that's across a lot of social media posts. It's been shared a whole bunch of times. There's no proof that it was built to resemble that shape. And officials have even go on, gone on record to say that the, the weird shape of the runways was done to avoid traffic as well as to keep aerodynamics as good as possible. I don't really know much about engineering or how any of that works, but I guess there's just a way that when they take off, that they can take off in a certain direction that the wind won't effect well and maybe that plays into like the the, the snow thing too like maybe building them a certain way makes them i don't know less likely to get icy or snowy or something like that i don't know it's it's possible i don't honestly i don't really know how that works i'm any of our engineering friends please let us know um but it also doesn't help that the airport's dedication plaque credits an organization called the new world airport commission for helping build the airport And we're going to talk about that in a little bit as we continue to discuss another theory after the break. So Ryan just had a ghost tap on his door. Story of my life. Talking about conspiracy conspiracy theories, something paranormal happens. Talking about paranormal stuff and... New conspiracy pops up. up. Yeah. Ryan Ryan is definitely on the Men in Black's radar. Um, they have been messing with all of our stuff. Um I also like so Ryan and I <laughs> Ryan and I were just saying, like, he heard like a tap on the door, he went to check, he thought it was one of the cats, it was not. And I was like, Well, you know, I haven't named my house ghost yet. And he was like, Because you haven't gotten a Ouija board, so he won't or they won't tell you their name. And I was like, But knowing my stupid self i would like invite a demon or something and it would be like an annabelle situation and i really don't want that to happen (laughs) so i'm wondering if i should just like leave out like name tags or like have you ever played the flashlight game when you know there's a ghost there 
No. So you get two little flashlights and you like, the, you know, the ones that like twist to turn on mm-hmm. and you twist it just to the point of like, if you tapped it, it would turn on. And so the right one, like you can make like the right one. Yes. And the left one. No. And whatever one turns on, like whichever one the ghost taps is like a yes or no. Um, okay. I really want to do it. Listen, my apartment building was around during the Chicago fire. It burned down and it was rebuilt. So I feel like there are some ghosts. Definitely here. haunted. But like my, my house ghost is friendly. Like I know that they're, I know that they're a friendly spirit. I just don't know their name. Um, they, they have to, they have to name themselves, but. It's getting okay. increasingly more difficult for me not to be like, oh. Is that your ghost right behind you? Like, just, Ryan, just... we're not. No, don't do that again because you almost gave me a heart attack. So our show's number one fan, my friend Meredith from Lima, was listening to that episode where you were like, Becca, what's behind you? And she was like, like, she was like messaging me about it. She was like, what the heck? I can see how scared you were. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm looking at a treat people with kindness flag behind me, Ryan, treat people with kindness. Um. Hashtag Harry Styles. Okay, so all right, let's get back to talking about the Denver, Denver airport. Denver airport, yes. Um, so like I said before, the initial theory was that the New World Order built this airport, and it didn't help that an organization called the New World Airport Commission Commission was attributed to building it. This links it to the theory about the Freemasons, which, for my fellow National Treasure fans, honestly. I don't like I knew the Freemasons were a thing. I did not. I don't know why I didn't put it together that they're like a legitimate organization. Um, right. It's like it's like I don't know why I didn't put that together. But it's like, oh, the building of those people that Nicolas Cage happened that, to be one. Right. Like I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. But so in one of the terminals of the Denver airport, there is a capstone laid over a sealed time capsule. This was placed during a dedication ceremony that happened on March 19th, 1994. The inscription on the capsule instructs that it is not to be opened until the year 2094. Honestly, I hope I'm dead by then. Um, Because that would just be way too long and I don't want to know what they put in there. Um, The symbol on this capsule is the square and the compass symbol of the Freemasons. And it also names two of the grand masters of the Freemasons, as well as the name of the New World Airport Commission. So pretty sketchy for, you know, again, I'm sure that the Freemasons are nice people, but I mean, they, because of history, they've been labeled as being creepy. Um, Officials at the time say that it is not uncommon to have the Masons be part of a large facility opening because they typically will donate resources, money, anything they can to help and build something that they believe in. And officials also say that this, quote, New World Airport Commission is actually supposed to read the new, comma, World Airport Commission. And all I could think was when I was reading this was that song in Hamilton when Angelica agonizes over like a simple comma that Hamilton put in one of his letters to her, that it was like my dearest comma Angelica. 
And she was like, I don't know if you're calling me your dearest. I don't know if you're saying that the day is dear. I'm not really sure. But like that whole song where she just like agonizes over the comma. I was like, "Ugh, this is what that is. Grammar is important, folks. (laughs) Um, Because Angelica Schuyler deserved better, in my opinion. Um, But we can talk about we can talk about Hamilton another day. Um, So the dedication, the dedication ceremony of this airport also involves some kind of like Freemason fanfare. And throughout the entire airport, there are Freemason symbols everywhere. So take with that what you will. Um, I'm not really sure what that means. I also know that the Freemasons have been tied to the Illuminati as well as other secret organizations. Um, but again, I don't really, I haven't done much research on them. So um, looking well, forward I, I to I will say much- if it's, if it's true that the Freemasons are a part of a lot of like, big construction projects which like makes sense because they're the freemasons yeah it probably makes a lot of sense that they're involved with this because like as we said at the top of the show like very over budget took way longer like i'm sure they needed additional resources and stuff to like make it through definitely so they were probably like open to getting some help from these old kooks i don't know yeah definitely um so we're gonna move on to some of the art that is depicted around the airport. So the first one that came up in a lot of my research were the creepy gargoyles. Um, And these gargoyles are situated within the airport baggage claim area. And they're typically sitting on or inside suitcases. The artist who created these insists that these sculptures are not nefarious in any nature. And They are simply there for symbolism. And he specifically talks about gargoyles sitting with and on suitcases as being there as symbols of protecting people's luggage. Um, So my fellow raised religious folks, you will remember (laughs) that gargoyles are famously depicted on churches in spiritual literature, as well as, I mean, even anybody who has been to a church, been around a church, or even seen um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Right. You know that gargoyles are built for the intention of protecting churches from evil spirits. And church groups and conspiracy artists have claimed that these statues are effigies of Satan and that people have even come and tried to bless these statues and have left Bibles on the premises, which... In my opinion, that's a lot of dedication um, because you have to like buy a ticket and all this kind of stuff to get around that area. Even if you're going to pick up like um, a passenger, you can't just like walk into the baggage claim area. So the people that are like dropping off Bibles, good for you. I'm sure you probably spent a lot of money. Um, Well, it's one of those things where it shows just like a total lack of understanding of like the origin of gargoyles because it's like. Their whole purpose was literally to, like, protect the church. Right. Just protection. And and the the artist was just being facetious and put gargoyles on luggage as, like, a symbol of protecting people's belongings, people's luggage. Um, because if anybody Which else... Which I think that's a, a cute idea. Right. <laughs> it is. Because if anybody else has ever lost luggage, you know it sucks. It's the worst. Um, but regardless... The notion that the gargoyles are inherently demonic is completely the opposite of the purchase or like purchase. God, regardless, <laughs> the notion of gargoyles as inherently demonic is completely opposite of the purpose. 
Um, they are, in fact, demons or spirits that protect against nefarious and, e- and evil demons. So, like Ryan said, it defeats the entire purpose. Um, you know, gargoyles are, gargoyles are there to protect. They're there to help us. And yes, they're creepy, but they're creepy for a reason. Um, also, another really creepy statue at this airport is the gigantic blue demonic horse sculpture. Um, pictures of this thing are terrifying. I've seen it in person. It's very scary. Um, and it is like I described it. It is a gigantic blue demonic horse that is like up on its hind legs, like hands up in the air, which, um, I learned when I studied abroad that the way that the horse is positioned in certain statues depicts how the person died. Um, and this is just a fun fact about horse statues, like that have people on them. This is a statue of just a horse by itself. There's no person on it. Um, but I can remember hearing at a, on a tour that I did when I was in London, um, about how, like, if, if a horse has like its leg up or both legs up, it symbolizes how the person died. Um, and it's like, there's like some like mythology around that, but interesting. Yeah. But in the production of the Big Blue Demonic Horse, the sculpture actually fell on the artist that was designing it and killed him. Um, So on June 13th, 2006, a gigantic piece of this sculpture fell on the artist who was constructing it and severed a major artery in his leg, causing him to bleed out. Which is super creepy. Um, but the sculpture was went ahead and finished, um, and it was unveiled on February 11th, 2008. A lot of theories surround what this horse is. It's supposedly, it's supposed to symbolize, like symbolize the frontier and exploration, um, as well as, um, just the, the trips of the frontiersmen, Lewis and Clark. Um, it's been, it's been attributed to. However, there is also the idea that this gigantic horse will carry on one of the horsemen of the apocalypse due to its large size, color, and demonic bright orange eyes. Um, And for my folks who don't know who the horsemen of the apocalypse are, you should watch Supernatural. But also, um, there is in the book of Revelations in the Bible a story of four men riding horses that bring in what is it death famine war and pestilence um and those are the four things that are going to bring about the end of the world which it's super funny that so many of these theories allude to the apocalypse and we're going to talk about that a little bit later right after the break So I realized before the break that I forgot to mention that the horse has been called Blucifer, which I think is hilarious. Um, I don't know why I think that's so funny. Um, but I mean, Ryan and I noticed that when in our research, there hasn't been a lot more said about this horse than just the fact that it's like really kind of strange and creepy. It's huge, it's huge and weird. Yeah. Like, what is the point? Like, I don't understand. Like, you can symbolize frontiersmen and pay tribute to Lewis and Clark in many different ways. Maybe not with a giant blue horse. 
Well, so the other thing I was thinking, like, oh, Denver Broncos, maybe it was, like, their sports teams, but the horse is not a Bronco, it's a Mustang. Yeah, right. Which, again, you're right. If it was a Bronco, it would make sense. Because, again, blue and orange, Denver Bronco colors. I hate that I know that, but I know that. Um, And... But no, it's just a giant blue Mustang for some reason. Um, If anybody knows why, let us know. But speaking of art, we're going to keep on that same train and talk about the murals that are within the airport. So there are over 40 um, art pieces throughout this airport. One of them in particular is super creepy. I I spent some time looking at it. I can remember seeing it in person, but obviously being like, I think I was a kid when last time I was there. Um, I, I don't think I've been there since I was in high school. So it's, it's had to have been a while ago. And Ryan said the same thing, but there's, you know, these murals that are across the airport have been linked to literally every conspiracy and bad thing to ever happen. Um, and it's been said that the artist purposely hid subliminal messages about topics such as the apocalypse, racism, white supremacy, and Nazism throughout all of these murals, which again, who was in charge of checking these murals that people think that they would just be allowed to like throw some subliminal white supremacy and that it would just be Just some casual Nazis. Yeah, some casual (laughs) Nazis. Um, But one mural in particular called The Children of the World Dream of Peace, which... That title is a little creepy to me, in my opinion. A little wordy. A little, little wordy. Um, it was created by the artist Leo Taguma. I think I pronounced that right. And it has been widely attributed. And um, there has been a lot of talk of this mural being attributed to the apocalypse. So this painting depicts the artist's desire to abolish war um, and the effect that war has on the children of the world. Which, good concept, I get it. But again, airport. Don't get it. Um, Some say, however, that it depicts the destruction of modern society and the New World Order taking over. Which, like we said before, the New World Order is typically attributed to white supremacy and Nazism. And it also doesn't help that this painting features a figure that looks like a soldier wearing a gas mask that some say looks like they're wearing a Nazi uniform. It does look very it, Nazi-ish. It looks very Nazi-ish. It's very creepy. Um, and honestly, it, 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 it gets worse. Hang on. This mural also features a letter, like a, like a painting of a letter written by a child whose parents died in Auschwitz which was one of the large concentration camps in Poland during World War II. And this letter in the painting, mind you, says, and I quote, I was once a little child who longed for other worlds, but I am no more a child for I have known fear. I have learned to hate. How tragic then is youth, which lives with enemies, with gallows ropes. Yet I still believe I only sleep today that I'll wake up a child again and start to laugh and play. Ugh. Super haunting. Um, I even wrote in my note here, like, why is this in an airport mural? I don't like that. 
that that's so strange to me. Um, I mean, it's that mural super creepy. We're going to post a picture of it. Um, tell us what you think. Um, but there was another dude, his name was Dr. Leonard Horowitz, um, who has been pretty outspoken about this particular mural itself, as well as a lot of the symbolism inside the airport. Um, he is a former dentist who now dedicates his life to the dangers of drugs and their implications for population control, which pop career change, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which population control is a huge conspiracy in and of itself. Um, it's it's very creepy. It goes super down deep into the infrastructure of our world. And it, I want to do an episode on it, but I feel like we could do like a month on just population control and what some people say are like reasons for it. But this dude, Dr. Horowitz, firmly believes that these murals have a more sinister meaning, specifically this child one that we talked about before. He points out symbols of Nazism, specifically um, the Nazi and the gas mask that he feels actually looks more like an alien in a Nazi uniform that is also generating a rainbow behind him, which he sees as an electromagnetic field. He's gay. Oh. Or, yeah, or he's gay. One of the two. Whichever one you want to pick. Happy Pride, y'all. Happy Pride. Nazi aliens. Um, I mean, but electromagnetic fields are talked a lot about within the science behind aliens and the science behind how, you know, telepathic powers work and all this stuff. Um, this doctor also points out that in the background of the children mural that the people that are mourning the loss of the bombed buildings are children of color, um, which he attributes to depicting genocide um, and also depicting um, just geoterrorism, um, white supremacy, the downfall of people of color. Um, not good. No bueno. This theory sucks. Um he also discusses the murals um, in an article that he labeled Death in the Air. Um, I did not read the full article and I couldn't find it, um, but he specifically talks about this idea that he sees in this mural of genocide and how it's actually depicting genocide. Um, and he sees this as being depicted as affecting Black and Latinx people. Um, as well as hiding symbols having to do with the Freemasons and the New World Order. Um, and he said, and I quote, the Nazi alien symbolizes the Nazi fascist links between contemporary population controllers and the military petrochemical industries accountable for Hitler's rise to power. Yikes. yikes. That's a lot. <laughs> Big Yikes. Diving real deep into a mural. Um, but I guess that's what art is for, right? Art is in the eye of the beholder. Um, he also just goes on to talk about how these coincidences and these depictions and the artistic license that this person took is not a coincidence or an accident that it looks the way it does. So he truly believes that whatever meaning is behind this mural has a meaning um, and that the fact that all of this sketchy stuff comes together to form this mural was not an accident, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and fun fact, 
I I don't think it's the children dream of peace mural. I think it's the like the environmental destruction one, which yeah. is like the other half of the murals. Yeah. I think that one has actually been taken down and it's in the basement for repairs, but they have not released a time that they're planning on putting it back up. So it's been Yeah. Gone. So I mean, we they're all the murals basic like essentially all of the huge murals that are in the common spaces of this airport have been criticized as well as been picked apart because it's just confusing um about what some of these murals are depicting um and it's funny that you mention that they took the painting away into the basement because we're going to go into our last theory about the Denver airport concerning some secret tunnels underneath the airport. And we will get back to that right after the break. Okay. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Um, this is my personal favorite part of this episode, um, because we get to talk about all of these super secret, scary tunnels that are supposedly underneath the Denver airport. Um, and I love this theory so much because it ties in all my favorite things, such as aliens and the apocalypse and rich people doing stuff that other people can't. The greatest hits. All the conspiracies, reptoids, all of it. All right. So... Supposedly, hidden beneath the baggage transport tunnels of the Denver airport is a secret bunker or series of bunkers that have been theorized to have many strange purposes. Many believe that the building itself is a like the Denver airport itself as a larger entity is a gathering place for high powered government and royal officials, as well as the global elite and rich people in the case of a worldwide disaster. It is also believed that there is evidence of alien life or reptilian people that have inhabited these bunkers. Ooh, the lizard people. The lizard people, which that's a full episode in and of itself. <laughs> um, the Illuminati and the lizard people, full episode that we will definitely do in the future. Um, I did not believe in lizard people until I saw a picture of Mark Zuckerberg covered in sunscreen. He's a lizard person. Or the picture of him in court. Or like in front of yes. the in front of the and like yes. in front of the of Congress reptile. Period. His eyes were bugging out. Like his skin was like asking to be shed. Like he was <laughs> he was molting in Congress. He was mid molt. Like 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 okay. It just uh, molting freaks me out. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that word. And I keep hitting my microphone. Um, this is I I love I love reptiles, but that freaks me out. Contractors who originally worked on the airport, which remember, this airport went way over budget and also opened 16 months behind schedule, reportedly saw evidence of these tunnels and unexplained entrances. Like I said before, secret doors, secret tunnels. Supposedly, there was to be... Sorry. Supposedly, there was to be a state-of-the-art automated baggage system to be put underneath the airport, but it was reported to be a failure and did not work. Well, did you hear about this? So they invited a bunch of reporters in, and they're like, hey, come look at this awesome state-of-the-art baggage system we created. And as they're watching it, it's like launching people's luggage off of it onto the floor. (laughs) It's just like totally not working at all. So they're like, you know what? 
never mind. And they switched to a totally manual process after that. That's hilarious. Um, I'm just picturing like the scene from Toy Story. Um, like Woody and Buzz, like in the baggage claim, like running away from Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Was that Toy Story 2? That was Toy Story 2. Um, yeah, that was yes. Toy Story 2. I remember that that being the reason why my parents would tell me that I could not like be around the baggage carousels. Because they're like, do you want to be like Woody and Buzz? Do you want to get yeah, carried away? I do. <laughs> yeah, actually, I want to see what's inside. Um, so, our pal Dr. Horowitz from earlier claims to have seen secret underground tunnels adorned with artwork... There for the purpose of shielding the rich in the event of a nuclear fallout or other kind of cataclysmic event. So think like American Horror Story Apocalypse, like super rich people getting to buy their way into a nuclear fallout shelter. Um, It was claimed that because this airport had this conspiracy of being a place that rich people came, global elites, government officials... That in the event of a fallout, the Denver airport was the place to be. Um, Employees of the Denver airport never give tours or access to the lower levels also, which like further fuels this like conspiracy about it. That to me, though, is like not very weird. Because anyway, like after 9-11, like you cannot see anything about the inner workings of an airport. No. Yeah, exactly. Like. That's why you can't, like, get near, like, TSA agents or, like, security, any of that stuff. Um, but the reporter for the article that I was looking at asked Curtis Fentress, which is the CEO and principal, like, in charge of the architecture firm that built the structure for the airport that also had something to do with that, like, cool fabric, like, tent roof of the airport this reporter asked this guy very bluntly if there were secret tunnels. And he said on the record, and I quote, well, I can't really speak to it, end quote. Well, yeah, because they wouldn't be secret anymore. <laughs> Duh. Right. So, I mean, it could just be him, like, hyping up the conspiracies. I'm not really sure. Um, but that's that's kind of weird. Um, there's also, and, and again, th- this one's really cool, and, and I did a lot of research on this one, and honestly, this could probably be an entire episode by itself, but some theorize that there is actually a tunnel that connects the Cheyenne Mountain Air Force Station, um, which houses the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD, to the Denver airport. So this is nearly 100 miles of tunnel. Um, so the NORAD headquarters in the Cheyenne, um, mountain is near Colorado Springs, which is approximately a hundred miles away from Denver. Um, and if this were true, this would be the longest tunnel, like in the world, including the channel, which is the tunnel that goes underneath the English channel to connect England to Paris. Um, and that gigantic tunnel that was most recently finished in the Swiss Alps that lets people drive um, instead of having to go like around the mountains that allows them to drive through the mountains. Um, but, you know, why would there be a tunnel? Why is that necessary? Um, aliens, I'd like to believe so. I'd also like to believe, um, you know, and no, I'm going to save that for the end. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to jump the gun. Um <laughs> Like I said, this NORAD station, we could honestly do an entire episode on just that Air Force station itself. It's really cool, 
super state of the art. If anybody has seen um, Space Force on Netflix, that like super secret military base hidden in the mountains is based off of the Cheyenne Mountain Air Force Station. Um, And this was built in the 1960s. And the military decided to create these tunnels and bunkers in the heart of this mountain in the Rocky Mountains. So officers of NORAD, as well as any military officials in the area, could possibly survive a nuclear fallout. And like we said in the Birds Aren't Real episode, the 60s and 70s were honestly wild. Just LSD, alien rage all the time. LSD, aliens, nuclear stuff, Cold War. Honestly, like, like crazy. Like, hearing people that were raised in that time talk about the fallout drills that they did, that's so scary to me. Like, the the noises of those, like, uh, like alarms are so scary. All I think of is the purge. Like, I want to, like, run in a basement somewhere. It's so scary. Well, and it's like, what um, do you even do? Like, they teach you duck and cover, but, like, that's going to save you from radiation and like right. a nuclear bomb like i mean or you could just be like indiana jones and get in a lead line refrigerator convenient who anyway. somehow indiana jones survived a whole ass nuclear test in a refrigerator and lived to tell the tale so harrison ford i have it i have questions um so this norad facility has been labeled the most secure facility in the world This bunker lies 2,000 feet under the mountain and is sealed off with blast doors that are each three and a half feet thick, weighing 23 tons each. Each door is 23 tons. That's crazy to me. I'll be honest, this is the first time I'm hearing NORAD does anything besides track Santa. Right! I know! Yeah, (laughs) like that NORAD does anything besides Santa. Um, And they, they like brought that up in the article. It was actually really cute. Um, so my question and linking some of these theories together, is there a tunnel between the Denver airport and the NORAD base because the airport is there to protect the elite in the event of a disaster? Are you asking me? I am asking you. My thoughts are, I would believe something more like that rather than, like, there's, like, secret research or stuff going on under the Denver airport. Because, like, say something were to happen in, like, cataclysmic or something. like Or, like, I don't know. There was an issue with something going on under the airport. It's an international airport. They'd have to shut it down. And, like, that wouldn't go unnoticed. So, yeah. like, it would have to be something where, like, it's a safe haven for rich people. I did see also, though, that surrounding the airport is a barbed wire fence, but the barbed wire is inverted. So really, it's designed to keep people in instead of keeping people out. I thought that was a little spooky. What are they keeping in? That is spooky. I mean, here's what I'm saying. So the people that have supposedly been down in these bunkers have seen art like depicting aliens messages supposedly from aliens pictures of lizard people um which like the reptilian theory goes way deeper than it's i like was everything. anticipating everything's a lizard person right like i can promise you i'm not however i cannot promise you that kanye west is not a lizard person i can't promise um, you that i'm not i love a hot what? rock on a sunny day I 
know what to say to that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <sighs> okay. Um. So, just a little bit more background before nine eleven. Um. NORAD was only there to watch for external threats, like Santa. Um. After terrorists. Uh. Turned to domestic aircrafts into weapons, NORAD began monitoring civilian air traffic for threats. Um, NORAD would deploy fighter jets um, to intercept private aircrafts that stray into restricted airspace, which, like, 95% of the time, it's just some person driving, like, flying their own airplane that does not follow, like, F- like what is it? FAA, like, airspace rules. You have but to. NORAD's focus is also turned into mostly to cybersecurity and tracking Santa. Um, the important so, work. The important God's work. work. Um, so I, I did my, my fun stuff and I went a little, I went on a Reddit just to see what the Reddit people had to say. Um, the barbed wire thing came up. It's definitely creepy, but that also feeds into the idea that the airport itself is so large and so far away from Denver because it could be used as a landing site for alien crafts or to potentially haul alien technology from the Cheyenne Mountain. Um, so that, See, could, that could contribute to, like, the barbed wire turned inward. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like a lot of airports would have to have the inverted barbed wire because, like, you don't want people hopping an airport, like, an airport fence. Well, you don't want them getting in. I don't think you care as much people trying to get out. That's true. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. So then maybe aliens and trying to keep them from hopping out. The whole thing with it being so far away, like, I grew up in Cincinnati. Our airport is, like, across the river. And then, like, 20 minutes into Kentucky. So, like, I don't know. Like... I think it's just, like, that location worked. Yeah, I mean, it's possible, but, I mean, people love to just bat off theories. I, I think it's hilarious. I love it. Um, the Reddit threads are awesome. Um, you know, I've been seeing that there are some theories that are very similar to the theories that surround the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio. Um, what is it? Hangar? Is it Hangar 17? Hangar 18? I've never even heard of this. This is a new new thing for oh. me. Oh, yeah. Um, Just so we're aligned, you've been Googling Denver Airport, Cyanide, yeah, right Patterson oh, Airport yeah. Base. It's, it's Hangar 18. Um, so, and th- this this is going to be an episode, I, I'm, I've decided right now in this moment, um, <laughs> that the Wright Patterson Air Force Base is going to be an episode because... Um, for my fellow people that were raised in um, small town Ohio or around the Dayton area, um, you have heard about Hangar 18. Um, you've heard about George W. Bush coming to visit. You've also seen the infamous supposedly photoshopped picture of George W. shaking the hand of an alien. Um, so the rumor is that Hangar 18 housed um, alien spacecrafts um, and was a site for research. Um, for into alien spacecrafts and technology. Um, and so when I was, when I was reading some of this stuff about the, the NORAD, um, 
command base. Like it was reminding me kind of of that hangar 18 type conspiracy. Um, but it's that that's definitely a, uh, an episode in the future. Um, but yeah, Ryan, what do you think is going on at the Denver airport? I think there's definitely something going on under it because I, in researching it, well, you did most of the research for this one, but like from what I read, there were basically rooms where people like they built rooms and then were instructed just to leave them and not finish them, which is weird. So like, we know there's tons of rooms constructed under the Denver airport, but no one really knows what function they serve. Um, and then there's like that whole baggage thing, which makes up a tunnel system under the airport, but that's not being used. So like what's going on down there instead? Like, I, I do think there's maybe something a little, Spooky, spooky and creepy going on down there i don't know about the hundred mile tunnel to norad i think that would be cool that seems like a but that's a hike yeah that's a lot of work and it's through mountains right so um but yeah there's a lot of re- i don't read too much into the artwork uh personally for me it's all about the tunnels i don't know what do you think I agree. I spent a lot more time thinking about the tunnels than I did everything else because it's it's just kind of weird to me. Um, I also I love a good creepy tunnel. Thinking creepy about the uh, tunnel. <laughs> thinking about thinking about the uh, abandoned Cincinnati subway system. Ew! Yeah, super creepy. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. Uh, let us know what you've heard or researched or seen. Um, this is a, we've been talking about doing this since the beginning. We love a good conspiracy theory. Haven't done one really since uh, Birds Aren't Real. Um, a little bit with Toxic Lady, but we've gotten a lot of really good feedback about Toxic Lady. Um, people like cool. that one. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll definitely keep it with the conspiracy theories. Um, but please let us know if you have any thoughts, any suggestions. Um, if you work at the Denver airport, we'd love to talk to you. Um, let us know what's going on. If you're a lizard person, show yourself. Um, <laughs> what else you got, Ryan? Um, same as always. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. We are still, as always, accepting questions of the day. Yep. Um, or if you would like to hear us talk about a certain topic, feel free to shoot us one of those as well. Definitely, definitely. Look forward to our uh. We're rounding to episode 10. We're close. This is eight. This is going to be episode eight. Yeah. Exciting. It's crazy. Thank you all so much for being on this journey with us. It's been so much fun. Um, but as always, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your cats, tell your dogs, tell your pets. Um, but above all, and all of us here at Creepology, have the day you deserve. Have the day you deserve. 